Hello, dear Starshines. Welcome to today's lunchtime chats. My name is Christina and I am an acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us starseeds, way showers, new paradigm visionaries. We have um, perceptions and abilities that are not uh, embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have very unique perspectives to what's going on right now. And I am here to give to the best of my ability a, to provide a liberated perspective to these challenges, to these to these um, even crisis of faith, so to speak, that we are facing. And often it's happening on a daily basis. So um, welcome everybody, welcome to the chats. Come on in, let us know that you're here. Let us know where you're from. Hello, dear sister, Laura from Colorado. And she's giving everybody a blessing of peace and love. Dear And dear um, sister Carol from Minnesota. And we have dear Polly from New York City. Love and blessings to you all. Blessings for your family. Blessings for your dwelling, your pets, your plants. Lots of love and blessings off to all of you guys. Um, we need to um, we need to stick together. I think in this in these coming times, it seems like uh, the challenges are getting uh, more and more intense. And uh, speaking of which, there that is one of the topics that I want to talk about. Brought forward by our dear sister Christina in the. Um, in our rise group, she put out a lovely post. Uh, it's it's rather long. I won't read the whole thing, but in a gist, what she's asking is like, does anybody feel like they don't belong here anymore? Does it feel like this uh, marathon of awakening is daunting and perhaps even undoable? Um, you know, there's there's you know, right now there's a lot of the crises that's in her awarenesses, like communities that are falling apart, uh, lightworkers who aren't working together, people are turning, you know, people are are favoring these different polarized um, narratives, um, weaponized narratives, which is my assertion. And, uh, and you know, and she's tired of, of uh, holding out for what's to come. You know, it's like, just hold out, then the awakening is going to happen just a little bit longer and this is going to come. And I and I understand what she means about this false hope thing, because I, too, am in this place where I don't want to hear from anybody what's going to come. You know, I'm, when I say anybody, I'm talking about the celestial beings, the ETs, the interdimensional beings of giving me a timeline that when such and such goes on, then this is what's going to happen because I, I don't buy it. And this has been a carrot that has been dangled in front of the light worker spiritual community, well, for hundreds of years, but especially the past um, few uh, decades, it's been dangling. Um, way back when, approaching 2012, it was 2012 that was going to wake everybody up. And then, um, I don't know if you guys remember, dear uh, Magenta Pixie at one time, many years ago, this might have been pre-2012, she had many of us all convinced that there was going to be a major reveal as in a mothership was going to reveal herself itself over one of the major cities. And then from there on out, we would have disclosure and have intergalactic um, relationships. Uh, that didn't happen. Then there, then there was the promise of, um, oh gosh, there's another really big one. Um, where, uh, you know, the, the, again, another level of disclosure was going to happen or, you know, people are going to wake up now. doesn't happen. Okay. Now, now it's going to happen. Okay. Well, it's going to happen in six months and then it doesn't happen. I don't know about you, but I completely agree with her. I am so not down with that carrot stick anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, carrot and stick go away. I don't care about what's coming. I don't care what some other being that's not a human being telling me of what they think's coming. I really don't. And that might come as a surprise to you guys, but it's because I'm aware of, you know, in the other dimensions, they have no concept of what this reality is all about. They are the outside looking in. They do not experience the intensities. They don't know what it is to really be in a bio suit because they're not in our, they're not in a human bio suit. They're in completely different realms. So, you know, you know, beings, especially channeled beings saying these things, you know, I encourage everybody to take it with a grain of salt because it's number one, we perceive through our lenses, but also these beings perceive through their lenses and the reality they're conveying is the one that they are, that they see themselves in. They can't tell us about a reality that they don't, that they're not in, right? <laughs> and if the bifurcation of the planet really is something that is to come, 
don't we want to mitigate that instead of encourage it? Right. So, so that, I mean, that's a big mouthful, but in, in, in ultimate, um, what she's asking is that, you know, um, she doesn't know how she's going to continue. She wants to not be so sad, not be so angry, not be so confused or disheartened. How do we find peace during these crazy chaotic times? We're watching people do horrific things to each other, right? To their own, to their own children, to their own family members. I mean, we're watching these things go on and, and as a multidimensional being or a person's waking up to the multidimensional nature, it's, it's heartbreaking to say the least. So I want to talk about this and I have evidence. I have um, clues and cues I want to share with you that is telling me that we are going somewhere. Okay. So I totally want to dive into that. Um, but, but I also want to um, throw in the, the other two topics we're going to talk about. One is a dear sister starshine posted this in our rise group in the um, I'm sorry, in our multidimensional human group in telegram. And that, that is a clip of, um, I think it was an interview done a long time ago with Carrie Cassidy and project Camelot. I'm about a, a gentleman talking about cloning and making doubles and holographic doubles, but then also cloning doubles. So uh, so I was asked about that. And while I was been thinking about that, other things started coming into my um, awareness um, around DNA. So I'm gonna talk about cloning and um, ET tech, but I'm also gonna talk about DNA and how to further activate your DNA and then how to support the activations that have happened in your DNA. Okay. So all, all this kind of, all this ties together and it really ties together to what dear sister, Christina Starshine was talking about too. Um, it's just that, um, we, the, 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 the experience is so personal and so intense that it's difficult to see the forest through the trees. If you know what I mean, let me, okay. So let me finish saying hi to the folks joining in. Aloha, dear sister, Joanne from Hawaii and dear sister, Kitty, uh, Loxy Mooncat from Ohio, Jackie from Guatemala. Welcome, welcome. And Beverly, welcome, welcome, welcome. Also from Ohio. Nice to see you guys. Wonderful that you guys can be here live with me. If any of these topics that I've mentioned so far trigger some thoughts, or if you have additional questions about it, please put it in the chats and I'll be sure to, um, I'll be sure to, to address it as it, as I scroll through. Okay. So, um, so let's talk about these, these signs that I'm seeing, right. And I'm not the only one seeing them. And, uh, you guys who are in our social media groups, particular, the ones that we have conversations in, uh, particularly the rise of the multidimensional human group in Facebook and the multidimensional human group in telegram, You'll, you'll notice that there is a, um, a channel that I post a lot. Um, there are short videos done by a gentleman uh, runs a channel called Suspicious Observer. Now he's a bit um, catastrophobic, right? He, he's all about you know predicting the catastrophes, but he's a highly intelligent scientific mind who's in the scientific community and he has access to raw um, uh, data. So, uh, so, you know, there's all these different, um, data polling stations, uh, throughout our solar ring, but also on this planet and also focused on the sun. And he analyzes these, this data and gives us a report. So the top big topic that's been going on, uh, in the light worker community, spiritual community, what do you want to call that are all these solar flares that are happening, these CMEs. Now, the interesting thing is that these CMEs are happening more and more often. Rarely is there ever a day where we have not had at least one CME. All right. Now, in the past 24 hours, guys, I'm just and just evaluate. How have you been feeling in the past 24 hours specifically? Because in the past 24 hours, what's happened is that we've had six CMEs from our sun. Okay. Now, CMEs impact the rotation of our planet, the magnet, mag, um, the polar shifting of our planet. Everything that's electromagnetic in the solar ring is impacted by these CMEs, regardless if it's in our direction or not. Okay. And this is this is something that I've been saying to us all for many many years now is that everything that happens in our solar ring, we feel it. 
if it like, uh, you know, we can feel shifts happening with the moon. We may not know that that's the moon, but we can feel the impact of what, what's happening. Uh, when things are happening in our outer planets, even though they're super far away, they impact us, our subconscious, they impact uh, patterns of behavior within us. So our, our entire solar ring is going through a massive shift. This is not... Uh, this is not speculation. This is measured data that has been collected over many, many, many years. Okay. Now, just recently in like this year, has it gone off the charts? This year, the, the um, activity is just going crazy. Now, long time ago, I don't know if you guys remember, I used to talk about um, the Shoemaker-Levy comet hitting Jupiter. And that is why so many of the mystery school teachings of this planet got released to outsiders. And I'm not saying released to outsiders like here, everybody can have this. No, 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 no. It means that those who have the eyes to see and the heart and desire to pursue you, those deep mystery schools will be made available to you. Okay. And this is, and uh, what I, and many other um, sh shamanic um, uh, practitioners and, and be, uh, multidimensional beings perceive that this is because the Shoemaker-Levy comet hit Jupiter with such a magnet, with such a massive force, okay? Jupiter is the keeper of our cult secrets, okay? Jupiter is the keeper of the mystery school teachings to how to wake up a, and a fully realized human, say a Christ being, okay? So uh, Jupiter had a lot to do with governing that part of life on this, of consciousness on this planet. So when, when Jupiter experienced a life altering impact, right? That had a huge impact with the relevant themes here in our consciousness. So, and it wasn't some small impact. If it happened on earth, it would have been a, a, an extinction event. OK, uh, the the quantification of the impact is that if you took all of the nuclear weapons on this planet times at times 500 and drop it on Jupiter, that was the impact of the Shoemaker-Levy comet. OK, now that happened in 94. And if you guys noticed, all kinds of uh, uh, secret traditions were starting to open their doors. Um, indigenous teachers were starting to open to teaching people outside of the tribe, outside of the family. You know, things like this was starting to happen. And of course, it's escalated exponentially since then. So to the here and now. Right. So uh, but that's not the only thing that's impacting us in the solar ring. There's, there's massive shifts within all of these planets. And the big piece that totally lit me up was when I, and I posted, I posted this in the multidimensional human group um, uh, in a, um, an explanation of what are galactic magnetics? What is the galactic magnetic field? Now, this is a magnetic field that is the outer nesting doll of our reality, right? The galactic nesting doll of our reality beyond this nesting doll. This is where we have to pass through, pass through, um, you know, into other um, rules, ways, reality works, right? So in, in the model, the galactic is the outer shell. This is what every human being with a human body has access to. Now, those magnetics have shifted. We are in a biosuit that is electromagnetic. So on a galactic level, there has been a um, galactic magnetic reversal. As in what was once positive is now negative in charge. What was once going this way is now going this way. <laughs> okay. This is okay. So this is a astronomical observation that is being talked about in the scientific community. Now, what I like about Suspicious Observer is that he has actually tied it in to how that galactic magnetic reversal is impacting our solar ring. And it's impacting our solar ring first with the outer planets. So, for example, Pluto, once the galactic reversal crept in and touched the outer planet of our solar ring, Pluto's atmosphere collapsed. Then Neptune, 
or not uh, Uranus. Uranus had, it ended a decades long ice age on Uranus and then it impacted Neptune. And I can't remember exactly what, what the um, language was used to describe the impact of Neptune, but some sort of major shift in the observations of Neptune have happened. Um, then after that, of course, we have uh, Saturn, which we know rings are melting. The rings are melting around Saturn and Saturn is also experiencing a, a polarity shift of some sort. And then you have Jupiter, which has already been impacted, but is getting it that has, but is getting impacted again, Ju Jupiter and all the moons around Jupiter. And now that, that, mag that galactic magnetic reversal wave is now has hit Mars. And what do they observe in Mars? Okay. What they observed in Mars is it looks like the planet is waking up. They once thought the mantle underneath the crust of Mars was dead as in it did not move. Like the planet Earth, our mantle is constantly shifting and moving. Okay. Continental drift, right? For example, it's always shifting and moving. Islands are moving. They're growing or they're shrinking. You know, all these sorts, sorts of things are going on as a result of this mantle in constant motion. Well, they just realized that the mantle of Mars has awoke and now Mars is having massive global earthquakes. And the gentleman of Suspicious Observer is, is equating that to be synchronized with when the magnetic reversal hit that area of space. Okay. Now let me pause on that magnetic reversal conversation and jump into something else. For those of us, those of us um, uh, multidimensionals that have been working at clearing energies, doing grid work, doing personal work, we've noticed that our personal abilities have exponentially accelerated. Our tracking abilities, our healing abilities, our unraveling abilities, everything is super heightened. Okay, And one of the pieces that many of us have awoke to is that um, the actual magnetics that we're holding down mechanisms, shutting down our consciousness, have released. They're no longer mag um, held together through the same magnetics anymore. Okay. This is important. And I'm just tying this into the energy work that we've been doing. We, all of us, you know, in the, in the ways that we know to do um, is going right alongside with this narrative about this galactic magnetic reversal. And, and what happens when these magnetics get released on the energetic is that the codes, the actual encodements for life become whole again. Uh, and, and, what they were being expressed through, through our consciousness was being inverted, was being reversed. You see what I mean? So this is an energetic, intuitive interaction that we're having that is showing us the expression of life codes getting reversed through magnetics, getting held down or inverted through magnetics. Okay. So going back to the galactic um, magnetic reversal, you can see how for me, this would tie in as very, very relevant to the times that we're in right now. Now, this is all coming into our solar ring. That means the magnetic reversal has already started. And now the ripple effect is coming to our place in the galaxy. Everything that happens in our solar ring impacts our consciousness. I have to really accentuate that. It absolutely has a direct impact. Now, people may not know that that's what the impact is or that's what they're feeling, but everybody is feeling it. Okay. So Mars is having a massive reawakening. Who out there has noticed the depth of healing that's going on on the masculine level in their own personal lives? Okay, who's noticed this? And please put it in the comments. Have you noticed the masculine consciousness in your life is maybe even reversing, right? Is it changing for you? I know definitely in my world it's changing. I'm finding that um, as these veils get lifted within, I'm discovering deeper levels of wounding and they are unraveling so quickly like this, very, very quickly. Okay, I feel like that is so because the magnetics... Oh, no, are no longer in the place that they were holding everything down and closed. Okay. So the wave has yet to hit earth. It's going to though. It's on its way. It's going to hit earth very soon. All right. So all of these um, solar flares, all of these um, magnetic storms, all of these shifts 
right, are having a direct impact on our own electromagnetics. We are not separate from Mother Nature. Our bodies are part of Mother Nature. Our spirit is part of Mother Nature, okay? Even without this planet, we are still part of nature. So these electromagnetic events impact our physical bodies, but they also impact the Earth. And this is where the angle of the suspicious observer comes in because he's waiting for a major catastrophic event to happen because of the either a pole shift or some sort of um, CME coming and, and um, disrupting the mantle and having the, um, the, the mantle uh, crust, the crust of the earth spin, right? Not in sync with our planet, you know, where the actual spin is, um, you know, there's all sorts of impacts like that. So, we know the Schumann resonance impacts us. Our actual brain waves, our alpha beta brain waves, uh, they are within they they are within the range of the electromagnetic activity of our planet. Right, we're like we're talking like six to eight hertz. So as the the Schumann resonance changes, that electromagnetic um, frequency of our planet, we feel it in our very bodies because our alpha beta waves no longer are in sync with what the planet's doing. Okay. Or maybe, right. Or maybe are they right? So, so electromagnetics, as far as brain waves equate for us, how we be, how we feel the, 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 our consciousness, the kinds of thoughts and feelings we're having, those all have electromagnetic signature within our brain, okay? So everything is going through a massive upheaval and our biosuit is showing us these changes, okay? And here's the big rub. Our, if our biosuit didn't have a ego driver defining reality and keeping it in a particular kind of box, we'd probably walk through these changes very gracefully because we would be like children following our impulses. But the fact is we're not children following our impulses. We have memories. We, and those of us who've been on this planet for a long time, we have a lot of memories. We have a lot of thoughts and feelings about our memories. We have uh, what we call, right, trauma. We have all kinds of traumas we've had in this life. We've had soul level traumas that we have, right? So there's all of these past linear ideas, experiences that are alive in our body that have an electromagnetic signature that is not conducive to what's happening on our planet in, in our solar ring right now, okay? This is really, really important for us to keep in mind because when these changes happen, rapid fire, right? It's a matter of we got to transmute, transcend these memories, these thought forms, these feelings, these traumas, these woundings, transcend them, or they are quite literally going to take us over, okay? When I say take us over, I mean the pain is so extreme the suffering becomes so extreme, that's all we can see. We can't see beyond it. And really, it's painful and it's all—it's an awful experience to go through, but it's one that we all are going through, okay? So those of us who have really done that work to dive into dismantling dysfunctional aspects of our ego driver, right? We're, we are um, preparing ourselves we are working in such a way that we can make it through that marathon because now we're, we're our, the grip of our ego driver gets less, gets less, gets less, gets less. It's not that we want to get rid of it. We can't. The ego driver is a necessary tool for our bio suit, for our consciousness to have a separation experience. So it's not something that we want to get rid of. It's more about retraining it. So it's orientated to the truth of our reality. The truth of our reality is, is that we are infinite beings in a bio suit. And it's that infinite being inside of us that's steering our reality. <laughs> you see what I mean? It's not our ego driver. Our ego driver really believes it's in charge. And we, we believe that until one day we wake up to where we realize that's not the truth. Not that that ever becomes an easy journey. I mean, we all still revisit these pieces that we hold on to. So coming back to dear sister Starshine's um, predicament that she finds herself in, the change of consciousness is already here. It's happening right now. 
It's not a carrot and stick in front of us. Just, just next year, it'll be better. The year after that, it'll be better. No, it's that the wild ride is here and it's going to keep going. It's a marathon. It is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. No one but ourselves can save us. Only we can get us through this in there because there is no saving. Even if we were to be taken into a ship, the ship is still in the solar ring, right? <laughs> so there's no, unless we step through a threshold and we leave this galaxy all together because it's a galactic magnetic reversal that we're experiencing. Unless we get into a ship and we leave this galactic plane completely, we, there's nothing we can do but ride it, ride this change. So believe it or not, that's a that's hopeful news to me. <laughs> I don't know if you guys find this hope, hopeful news, but I feel like this is really great stuff that's happening right now because when I'm not engaged with the human 4D drama, I see these things happening on another level and I'm like, holy crap, it truly, it does feel like it's inevitable that we're all going to wake up. It really does feel like it's an, an, an inevitable path. The other thing is that I don't see the bifurcation of the planet when I'm looking in these planes. I mean, you guys let me know if you do. Um, and that could just be me. We all have our blind spots, right? Um, I'm not necessarily in favor of the bifurcation because I feel like that's not really the will of the earth. And I, and that's not, and that's because I'm asking, I'm asking and in conversation with her, I feel like, you know, we're all in this together because we're all going to make it through together. You know, that that's where I'm feeling uh, today. All right. Let's see what kind of responses I have about that masculine energy. Okay. So yeah, dear sister Kitty says masculine. Yes. Samantha says, holy cow. Yes. Masculine energy shifting in myself and others around me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And we work on this almost on almost on a daily basis, guys. In the academy, we get together in groups and we're tracking. We Not only do we track each other and what's up with wounds or whatever's up for us as far as blind spots, but we also track through dream time in groups. So, uh, you know, there, there's all these indications. There's all these indications there. And, and perhaps that makes it easier for me to look at it on this level because I'm engaged so much. And I can imagine if your life um, if your daily life doesn't engage these levels as often as um, what I'm talking about, it, it's perhaps easy to get distracted or to, to um, you know, really get hooked in to the um, to the suffering drama that's going on on this planet. I feel like it's purposely it's being done on purpose. I do resonate with that. I really feel like the powers that be want this distraction. They need to have the people as highly charged and polarized as possible. So as this opens, as this um, as this uh, comes to a climax, let's say that there are there's enough mental and emotional desire for that bifurcation to happen. You know. I feel like that's really why it's not necessarily the bifurcation is bound to happen, but that's part of the agenda of the of the powers that be that are abusing their roles. <laughs> right. That's why I feel like that's part of their agenda. And that's why this shenanigans is going on so they can recruit as many people as possible to want that because we are the ones in charge. We are the keepers of 3D something we have to remember we're not the victims of 3d we are the keepers of 3d that is our birthright with having this bio suit being born from a mother on this planet that is our birthright now maybe that's not your birthright if you were born from a test tube now let's start jumping over to cloning here now uh, i don't know if you guys know about cloning or if you've been exposed to that information it is an absolute real technology that is happening on this planet i can tell i can say that with total confidence i have seen clones i have um i have also seen through different um my lab interactions that, that how they animate clones and and other things, they don't just clone people. They also create these, um, like these chimera type beings where they, you know, it's like a conglomeration of a bunch of different beings put together to create like a, a, a beast abomination. And then they animate that, right? And they animate these things with the exact same technique with how demons become animated. Now, I don't know if you guys remember Lord of the Rings, that, that trilogy, 
there was a lot of truth being told in that story. One of them being is how they create orgs, right? These are, these are uh, tortured beings that are animated. Do they have an actual soul? No, but it's not, it's, but they are animated with a fragment of a soul. Okay. So um, I want to introduce that thought to you guys. When we are born from a mother's womb, we are, we are soul. We are in our bio suit becomes ensouled. And it's the mother's womb that does that. It's the mother's womb that pulls that forward. Okay. We have a stargate within our womb that we pull souls through and to imbue the, the fetus. Now, when we're talking about cloning, we're talking about a, um, a bio suit that doesn't go through that process. They get born through technology. And you guys think about the Zetas, think about the Greys, right? The story about, well, there's different stories about Greys and Zeta Reticuli, but one of the many stories is that they have lost the ability to reprocreate and they um, rely on their technology to clone themselves and they just transfer their consciousness from, one, from their body that's about to expire into the new body. But even that is creating a degradation, right? And that's why they need our DNA to replenish their DNA so they can become ensouled again. Okay, so you know, I said in the beginning that we are all forces of nature. Our even our infinite being, our soul, our spirit is a part of nature. Our bio suit is a part of nature. Okay, so so when we're talking about cloning, we are talking about creating a bio suit that is not born from a mother's womb, and they are not ensouled in the same way. Okay. And plus you have the original copy, the original version of the clone running around. How do they animate that clone? Soul harvesting, soul fragmentation. This is really black, dark stuff, but this is how they do it. It is possible to shatter a soul. And this is all of this black magic stuff that we've been talking about. Adrenochrome is just the tip of the iceberg, guys. It gets way darker than that. And I don't need to go down that road because I'm, I'm sure many of you are already aware of this level of the narrative. But I want to bring your awareness to the soul shattering piece. You can shatter a soul into facets, right, into little fragments. And then you can take that fragment and animate things. And this is what they're animating with the cloning. They're animating clones. They animate beings that aren't even close to being human. They animate demonic stuff. There's all sorts of things that can be animated with these fragments. Now, the only reason why I'm talking about this is because I was asked specifically about these soulless beings. But here's the thing about it's not it's not end of story for these beings. But the likelihood is very small because that degradation happens. Clones don't live as long as their, their originals do. Clones don't have the, the magnitude of life force energy flowing through them to keep their bodies animated for very long. This is why they age very quickly. Um, and a great example, and this is going to be, I don't, I'm not political guys, but um, a great example is if you look at Biden. The Biden before office is very different than the Biden right now. The Biden right now is like, you know, he's got that blank, that blankness in his eyes. Um, the earlobes are different. You know, there's all sorts of cues there that you're not looking at an original human being. So he's not the only one. There's many others that this is, this is going on. I'm just pointing out about this rapid aging thing that happens. So even the grays with all of their technology they are not able to create a clone that is better than one that comes out then that's better than a bio suit that comes out of a mother's womb right it's because you cannot create life without the mother i'm talking about the great mother of all creation the originator of all creation you cannot you cannot create without her being a part if you do, you're going to create something that degrades, right? And if you create with the mother, you create beauty, you create life forms that are exquisite, you create life that is infinite, that can continue going and going and going and growing and growing and growing. 
That's if you're with the mother. If you're not with the mother, it's technology and it's going to degrade. I had a um, past life regression done where I've had, well, several regressions done, but one of them was I was, um, I was looking at things going, I was taken to the moon. So when I was a child, I, I was abducted. I had a lot of abduction experiences. None of it was really in my memory until my thirties. Right. So, so, um, in my thirties, the memory started coming forward. And then after that, um, I started to um, pursue regression work just to try to flush out some of these memories. One of the memories I flushed out was um, a time of being in a, a base in the moon, and they were taking soul fragments and animating these chimera um, beings. And chimera is like they're half beast, half this, you know, maybe a little bit of human, but they're mostly beastly type beings. They were org type beings, okay? Orc type beings. And in, uh, and I watched them do that. And, you know, this is also a similar process of what they do with the 20 and backers. Now, who are the 20 and backers? If you don't know, the 20 and backers are the people that get recruited to go to Mars. They go through some soul shattering situation and then they go and they experience a jump room, either an elevator or walking through a door or whatever. And then they're instantly in Mars where they serve their country right? And they're at war and Mars. They serve the country for the next 20 years. And then when their time is up, they um, get time dilated, their bodies get time dilated and they come back and, and, and back into their adolescence bodies. Like they, like, like they never had the experience. Okay. Now this is interdimensional tampering that has been going on for quite some time. And just so happens now, a lot of people are remembering it and sharing their stories. So the, the soul fragmentation, as far as manipulating consciousness, is something that has been in play for many, many millions and billions of years. This is not new. This is very advanced, cultivated technology. Okay. So there are ETs that have shared with humans, what's shared with our government, right? They have shared with our government their technology before we were ready for it. And of course, you know, the powers that be are abusing that technology, um, which is it is what it is. Who cares? We're going. I mean, the whole entire galaxy is shifting. All those reversals, all those manipulations of our consciousness are lifting. It's, you know, to me, it's, you know, it's inevitable what's going on. The only way we can miss out on what's waking up inside of us is if we jump, go through a stargate or some sort of craft and leave this galaxy entirely. So even those that don't want to be here on this planet, well, what about this galaxy? <laughs> right? And leaving, um, going to Andromeda does not count because Andromeda is becoming part of the Milky Way galaxy. So that means that that galactic, that, that magnetic that galactic magnetic reversal that is happening in our galaxy is impacting Andromeda as well. Okay. I know this sounds way out there, but this is, this is real stuff, guys. This is, and this is what you're asking about. So this is why I'm talking about it. So can a clone ascend? That's that, that was the context of this question. Can a clone, because they have human DNA, can they ascend? Okay. Now, because of that, they are animated with a soul fragment. If there were, which I am, it's my theory that this is happening. If a major um, solar ring event happens, as in like a solar flare or some sort of major blast of ma massive consciousness, blasts open the doors within us, I think that that clone could possibly wake up too because it has a soul fragment within it. Remember, the slightest grain, this is a holographic reality, the slightest grain is the tiniest grain of sand contains the entire, the entire universe within it. Okay, so it, you all, all you need is a fragment to wake up the whole. And those of you who have had energy um, you know, exchanges with people, you know exactly what I mean, especially those of you with a lot of ancestor healing. If you've done this with me um, in the academy, when you're giving energy of your mom back to your mom or your mom or your mom is giving energy back to you or, or whatever, until that energy returns to you, it's living inside of them which is why we can be so deeply in tune to what's going on with our mom or our dad or our lover or our sister or our kid is because we quite literally have aspects of our own energy inside of them. That's why we can tell. 
That's why we know so deeply what's happening. You see what I mean? So once that energy gets returned to you, then, then it's not like that anymore. It changes. The enmeshment experience is no longer what it was. Hold on a second. I'm going to cover my camera. I think I'm going blurry. All right. Did that help? Am I still blurry? Oh, geez. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know why I'm having such technical difficulties with this. <laughs> oh, it's a brand new camera, too. I had to buy another one because my other one wasn't. Anyway, long story. Um, sorry about that, guys. Just, you know, squint your eyes. <laughs> All right. Um, dear sister, uh, uh, Lexi Mooncat, she says, I know what you mean about the clones. They are all, they're all, all over the place. They are more than fascinating pieces to add on to what I've known. Um, opening doors. Thanks. Um, and then uh, Kitty goes on to say, thanks for saying that about the others being animated helps with some things in dream time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all these layers of manipulation have been going on and our dream time is manipulated until it's not. So do know that, that, you know, this 4D canopy is getting, you know, bombarded with things and, and we are tasked with the challenge of um, having a sharp truth compass so we can find our way through that matrix. So um, that's, so that's my thoughts about, about the cloning and, and soulless beings and stuff like this. They're saying they're soulless because it's a fragment. It's not that it's actually animated without a life force in it, right? Um, holograms can be a different story. Holograms can be completely computer generated. They can be AI. They can be, um, you know, they can be uh, remotely controlled with another being's thoughts. Oh, and this is the other thing that's really interesting. So these clones, these clones have, um, they, they age in an accelerated way. And then one, and one might ask, well, how can they have all the thoughts and feelings of the original? It's because they take a, um, a cephalograph, they take um, brain scans of your thought patterns, right? And they download it into the clone. Now, you guys may have heard me talk about this before. This technology has been a long, around a long time, but in the past, I've talked about it in the form of mind control, as in someone has a MRI, a deep, deep, detailed map of your brain waves, and they create a 3D holographic model of your brain and the brain waves, right? Think about sympathetic resonance now. It is a perfect 3D model like a sand painting or a voodoo doll, but through technology of your brain waves, and they can overlay other another person's thought forms on that three that holographic model, and it will impact you. You'll pick up on it. Okay, so you know we are in a we are in a resonance galaxy. We're our reality is based on resonance. So these these might seem like far out concepts, but if you've been working with energy for a while, you can see how this is actually very plausible, right? So all of this solar activity, all of these solar ring and galactic magnetic reversals going on is having a direct impact on our biosuits, our electromagnetic bodies, thoughts, everything. And uh, it's activating our DNA dance. Now, when we see a model of DNA, we just see the spiral. And that's what we think of when someone says DNA. But what we don't realize is that spiral is twisted and braided into itself over and over and over again. And it's this, this mass that pulses. It's this mass that has a frequency. And that frequency is um, what dear sister Starshine many years ago, a few years ago, I heard her talk about, um, remember uh, flying rainbow lasagna lady, I used to talk about Aurora all the time. She calls it the DNA dance. And I love it because that's exactly what it is. It's a DNA dance. So this pulsing of our DNA is a dance. Buried DNA that's all twisted and mangled with other DNA is locked down and it's not vibrating. It's not dancing. So when you are going through these DNA activating experiences, you are stimulating these locked down dormant DNA strands that haven't been resonating, haven't been pulsing. They start to pulse. Now, the question that was posed to me is how can we further activate our DNA? which, you know, it's a good question. And I'll talk about that. But I think more importantly is talking about how do we support and maintain the DNA activations that have already happened within us, okay? 
because I look at DNA activations very similarly to um, light body transmissions. And, and let me explain what I mean here. Light body transmissions, it's, a, it's an encodement that is downloaded to you via various ways. You can get it from another practitioner. You can get this from um, a master being in, in your entourage and dream time. You can just spontaneously get this walking down the street, watching a movie or whatever is in your soul map, right? But these encodements, what they do is that they go through your system and as your as your system digests it if it can be planted in fertile soil it'll grow but if there is no fertile soil for that encodement to grow in then what it does is that it reinforms your light body in in a certain kind of way and you have a healing experience you heal something inside of yourself that's why it takes many 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 activations and transmissions. It's not just a one-off and you're done. If it's a one-off and you're done, it's because you already in the way you be has a fertile soil for these encodements to get planted in and grow within your being and reinform you. And this is the whole premise to the Munaiki um, and other kinds of um, indigenous um, um, envisioned processes to help wake up humanity. I'm talking about ancient lineages, passing these transmissions onto humanity to, to help wake them up, support their awakening. Uh, these transmissions you get over and over and over and over again until eventually you heal enough where there's soil for them to become planted and grow. So in my view, DNA activations are the same kind of way. That DNA is going to get activated over and over and over and over again until it can sustain the dance, until it can wake up and sustain its movement. Now, what does sustaining its movement have? What do you, what, what's the factor? What's the deciding factor of, of that DNA activation being able to sustain what woke up and what's not, what's not sustaining the waking up, what's not supporting the waking up? Well, it's how you be, it's your belief systems, it's how you think and feel, it's how you spend your time. It's actually, that's what really sums it up. It's how you spend your time. If you spend the majority of your time in the linear world with the boxed in view of the collective, you are not supporting that DNA activation. But if you have a DNA activation and you are making the life changes you need to make, right? Most people, it's, you know, your lifestyle has to change. That includes diet. That includes what you do for fun. That includes what you do to reconnect with yourself, what, who you surround yourself by. All these factors are contributing to the DNA activation sticking or not. If it sticks, great. That means you have a community that supports you, that you have a healthy lifestyle that is conducive for your conscious awakening. You have um, habits um, in, ingrained in your, in your daily world that support that alternate DNA dance. This is so, so important because people want change without having to change. I mean, come on. People, if it could be easy, people want it to be easy, but it's not because it's not, you know, this isn't just something that's happened in one generations. We're talking about the generations of human that have been going on for, well, some people think it's the past 10,000 years. I'm of the perception that it's been going on for many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years on this planet. So this is no small feat to reawaken your DNA to the point where you become a full-on self-realized being. Okay. So you have to dump those toxic relationships, friendships, family, whatever, job. You have to dump those. Those are not going to, those are not going to be conducive to the DNA that you're trying to activate. The DNA that you're trying to activate or the DNA that the cosmos is activating within us is our ability to reclaim our ability to dream the world into being, okay? That we truly are walking in a magical wonderland. It is not the reality that's being handed to us. The reality being handed to us is a enslavement process, right? And we might feel like we have no choice, but we do, right? We, we wake up to the reality that we are the ones 
who are the caretakers of this reality. We wake up to that responsibility. We wake up to our own responsibility to our health and wellness. We don't, we don't, we don't um, pass it off to a doctor that has a completely different philosophy on reality than we do, right? We, uh, we reclaim the education of our minds. We feed ourselves the information that nourishes our intellectual needs, our intellectual hunger. We, we, have, we create experiences that nourish us on a deep emotional level. We value connection with others that resonate with us, right? We, um, you know, we just change the way we be, how we actually live in this world is completely different than how this world lives. Okay. A uh, teacher of mine would call that being in the world without being of it. Okay. And, and this also bumps up against a lot of things because once you start stepping into this kind of lifestyle, a lot of the rules of life don't apply to you anymore. And boy, does that piss people off. I'm talking about the people who are in the matrix and they see you living completely differently, making your reality, making your own rules, living on your own terms. That's really triggering for them. Okay. But then again, you're there to show them that the lie they've accepted as the truth maybe isn't such a truth, right? That's in this way, we are all way showers because we cannot betray ourselves any longer. We have to live according to our truth. And in that way, we are showing the way. We're holding in form the electromagnetic signature within our brains, within our being. We are holding the, the electromagnetic signature in our bodies. So through sympathetic resonance, they can, you know, we're showing the way. Um, collective resonance, we're showing the way. So many layers of our reality, we're, we're showing the way. So if you want to continue to stick your finger in the spiritual lightning socket, uh, there are things you could be doing. <laughs> One of them is, uh, this is a intense way to go, but I highly, highly encourage it. If you have the resources and the time and the availability to do it, I would encourage people to do a dark room retreat. There are dark room retreats around this planet. They're not all only in Thailand on Dao, in Dao Gardens. Those are just two really profound teachers that do those dark room retreats and they're set up for it. But there's much smaller, smaller ones that are in other places of the world. I know Guatemala has a retreat center that has solitary dark room retreats that one can do. And they're, they're in these rooms like that are more like, I mean, they're furnished and stuff, but they're more like caves. They're underneath the deep roots of an ancient tree, you know? So there's lots of very interesting ways to do this. South Carolina, there's another one in the side of a mountain, South Carolina that I know about. So they're out there. So if you can uh, expose yourself to the darkroom experience, that is something that's going to highly um, activate your DNA. And then the kind of um, integration that happens gets accelerated as well. Because when you are operating your daily life without eyes, without light, you learn how to adapt and um, embrace your more subtle awarenesses. So by doing that, you're super, super, you're um, super activating yourself. Another thing you could be doing, fasting, fasting on water is another thing. I know that this might seem too simple, deceptively simple, but it's true. If you can uh, fast on water for a week or so, that's going to also activate your DNA because the very process of being able to facilitate a, um, a fast like that for yourself is unplugging you from a lot of these distractions. Okay. Um, um, when you're doing this, you need to have plenty of time to meditate. You need to have plenty of time in nature. You need to have plenty of rest, plenty of sleep. You see what I mean? There's lots of factors that are involved to be able to facilitate for yourself that will also um, set the stage, the container perfectly for deeper activation. And the number one thing that I would say is cultivate an exospecies relationship. Cultivate an exospecies relationship if you want to activate your DNA. What do I mean by that? Okay, Sasquatch, number one. That's huge. They are reaching out to humanity in big, big ways. And there are lots of Sasquatch. There are a lot of ambassadors, human ambassadors, ambassadors to the Sasquatch confident, um, consciousness. So there's, that is extremely accessible right now. Um, cultivate relationships with nature spirits, 
with um, fairies, with ETs, interdimensional beings, cultivate relationship with these beings by having contact with these beings and the kind of consciousness that they are when they come into your space through sympathetic resonance, they wake you up. You guys know about holding space. Holding space makes all the difference in the world. This is how we can tell when beings are coming into the room because all of a sudden the space in the room changes. And whoa, something's really different right now. It's like, okay, it's because an interdimensional being just came close, right? All these things are accessible to us right here, right now. You don't need to pay anybody. You don't need to do anything. You just need to have the focus and the willpower to do it. All right, let's see what we have here. Oh, hey, oh, dear sister Rita just joined in. Nice to see you, darling. It's been a while. All right, Rita says, I fast on liquids, beet juice, coconut water, teas, etc. Hard for me to do plain water. Yeah, yeah, we'll choose the, uh, I just say plain water because, um, you know, this that's a high frequency thing. So whatever works, whatever works for you, it's, again, it's about that container. It's what that container does. Yeah. And Rita already chats with Sasquatch. Yeah. So she's one of those ambassadors. If you guys, you know, hit Rita up, she can introduce you to some very interesting beings. Um, and then I know in June, we're all going to the Sasquatch family reunion. So that's another place where you can meet even more people who hundreds of people who have personal Sasquatch experiences and relationships and not just Sasquatch, they have ET um, uh, contact. There's, um, oh shoot. I can't remember. Um, dear, uh, Susan, Susan. No, I can't remember their names, but, um, they facilitate, um, ET introductions. Uh, then we have, um, then there's, you know, medicine people that come there that have, that facilitate introductions to nature spirits and other beings, you know? So, so these, these things are readily available to us. Um, and we just need to, we just need to take the initiative to follow that compass of ours. If it's the right time, it's the right time. Say yes to it, right? So that's, so that's my recommendation on how to activate DNA um, and sustain the activation. That's the, the key piece, sustaining the activation. It's what you do on a daily basis that decides that. Okay, what you do on a daily basis, every single day, how are you spending most of your time? If you're spending most of your time working a job that you hate with people you don't like, all right, that's going to that's gonna work against you. If you are spending most of your time on computer ranting about, I don't know, politics, that's going to impact you, right? <laughs> that's going to impact that DNA dance ability. The more you can... Um, the, the more you can connect with others that are of similar mind and similar frequency, the more support that DNA has to sustain the dance. And it's one of joy. It's one of love. It's one of connectivity. You see what I mean? All right. Dear sister Rita says, oh yeah. So there's Tammy and Anthony and Alana and Hale. All right. These are all people that um, frequent the, um, the Sasquatch reunion. Um, there's also, um, Cindy Carter. She's another one. Um, well, you guys, and there's people in our group too, that have lots of Sasquatch conferences or conferences contact in our rise group. And in our multidimensional human group, there are many people who have a very rich relationship with these beings. Okay. Um, another one, oh, 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 dear Joanne says, um, will a relationship with the Hawthorne being work as well? Absolutely. The Hawthorne's now that that's a really interesting story because the Hawthorne's are connected to the Peshant's and now you're talking about the lion throne. Okay. This is the, uh, oh, how do I say that in the old reality, in the old paradigm, it's, it's the top of the pyramid of the hierarchy right? Now this is all switching and turning and, and shifting. So that consciousness isn't the way it used to be. So, so do, you know, allow flexibility, hold this lightly, what I'm talking about. Um, this is a really big deal. All right. Dear sister Beverly is saying, is anybody in Canada? Um, yes. Um, Brian Bland is in Canada. He's the guy that does the, um, the pork and beans show. He's outside of Abbotsfoot. Laurel's in Canada. Um, uh, Louise, who also frequents here, is in Canada. Um, gosh, there's more. There's a handful of people that are contact, that are um, Sasquatch experiencers and other kinds of beings experiencers. We'll just say experiencers in general um, in Canada, too. 
Um, so if anybody is listening to this and you're from Canada, give Beverly Issa a shout out. She's wondering if there's any other Canadians to connect with potentially. Wonderful. All right. Did I? So I'll, I'll, let me talk about the Hathors a little bit. So the Hathors, we're talking about a very high level um, consciousness. And this is at the level of, of quantum creator level consciousness. So um, the Hathors has many different kinds of being to it. Um, now we personify it, but there's there's a difference between the lion being um, standing up versus the lion being sitting down. Okay, these 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 sculptures that we see in Egypt and then previously in Atlantis and stuff like this, they are they are sculptures expressing a state of being. You know what I mean? The state of being is on a quantum level essential because it's a creation wave that ripples through the rest of the dimensions of creation. So um, connecting with the Hathors is very, very powerful. I guess this is what I'm circling around. Very, very powerful. If you can cultivate a healthy, a healthy sovereign relationship with those beings. Okay. All right. Um, Dear Rita says, Brian has an event in September camping to meet. Oh, Okay. Yeah. It's a camp out to meet, to introduce him, to introduce the tribe that he's connected to. Yes. That's, and there's also, there's another one that's happening too, but it's not um, facilitated by Brian, but yeah, this is what I mean. They're really reaching out. They're really reaching out to, to communicate with humans because they want to help us as much as possible because we are a part of nature. They are custodians of nature. I mean, talk about Sasquatch particularly, you know, there's a lot of levels of consciousness that they have tasked themselves to be in charge of, caretakers of, the keepers of, let's say, until humanity is ready to take up the mantle of responsibility for this realm again, you know. All right. Ah, that's it. That's it. The um, Ponte group have telepathy practice group. That's that's those are the guys I was trying to think of. I couldn't think their names. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rita, for that. Yeah. And that's um, dear sister. Um, Susan and Otter. Yes, I got it. Those two um, have done lots of work at um, introducing people to an ET collective called the, um, the Ponte, and they um, communicate through some sort of um, the Ponte that is communicate through some kind of messaging board. I'm not sure. So they use the messaging board until you cultivate your telepathic abilities and then they'll communicate with you telepathically. So, so that's a real thing, guys. I mean, they're, they're a book that they're giving away for free on how to cultivate your telepath telepathic abilities. It's out there. It's happening. A lot more people are doing this. It's not just me. I'm here because I am super drawn to be star seed support for you guys, you know, I'm a support person for the ground crew that's here, you know, and, and it's because I'm activated and I'm awake to these levels. It's, you know, it's not that I'm like super, I mean, all right, I am really psychic, but I'm not like super psychic. I'm not like, you know, the most psychic one in the room. And that's why I can unwind intuitive blind spots. It's nothing like that. It's that I have an ability to unwind blind spots because of the consciousness that that's awoke within me. You see what I mean? And everybody in our, in our collective in the light body is also going towards that direction if they're not already there already. So, you know, this is what I'm drawn to do to be a support for you guys. Cause you are, you know, on your journey, you're part of the ground crew that's here to wake up humanity. You're not here just to, you know, struggle and pay bills and, and die. That's not why you're here. That's the program. Why you're here is much bigger reason. You have a capacity that Mother Earth has asked for. She asked you to come here. Okay? You're here for her. You're here for us. You're here for each other. Okay, darling. All right. Uh, yes, thank you, Rita. Susan Sunwalker and White Otter. And at Sanan Sandia Wisdom. Okay. That I think there's supposed to be, well, it doesn't matter. That's a handle, and I think there's not supposed to be space in there. <clears throat> All right, guys. Boy, look at the time. Time just flies by, doesn't it? Well, um, not many uh, additional questions being posed. Uh, so hopefully this was 
interesting stuff to talk about, um, let me know. And you can always message us. You can also, um, you know, check out our groups on social media. I encourage you guys to check that out. Um, we're on um, Instagram. Who are we on Instagram? We are Multidimensional Accelerator on Instagram. I'm Christina the Accelerator on Telegram. But then we also have that group, Multidimensional Human. And then we have the Rise of the Multidimensional Human group on Facebook. You know, so there's there's plenty of ways to stay in contact with us and and um, show, you know, start any kind of conversations around these topics that are interesting to you. Um, oh, one one more thing before I go, I need to talk to you guys about dragging consciousness, because this is a really big deal in the awakening, getting activated to these other levels of who you are. So dragging consciousness is a major player to your multidimensional awakening process, major player. OK, a lot of people wake up that they have a dragon or that they have a dragon an aspect and they maybe don't go beyond that but there's a lot more that is a rabbit hole that just that just keeps going 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 far beyond the um, base creator levels going all the way into the quantum levels so the um, dragon um, exploration is something really worth your while and coming up starting may 6 we are doing a dragon play uh, training at Lightbody, and you can sign up just for the Dragon and Play. It's three sessions in May and three sessions in June, where we're going to, <clears throat> with a highly evolved group, guys. This isn't just, you know, this is not rudimentary work. This is, you know, uh, a, a group of people who've been tracking together for quite some time. You'll be coming into that kind of community and uh, and tracking into the dream, into the um, the Dragon frequencies and the different things that are inside of us that are preventing our dragons from um, integrating either um, male, female integration or integrating into our very consciousness or, you know, all these other ways that it gets in the way of, of us activating these higher levels of who we are and living with the, living from that state. So, um, so that's happening and that there's a, uh, it's happening and starts May 6th, time's running out to register and there is a limited, you know, there is a limitation. We only can um, house so many. So uh, definitely uh, to act on that, if that's something that's driving you, that's calling you. All right. Uh, a couple more comments and then I'll, then I'll get moving. Um, Rita says, I met my dragon a few years ago. Awesome. Now, Rita, I'm willing, I'm willing to bet because you are one of those early generation uh, starseed way shower types. I'm willing to bet that you have multiple layers of dragon to your consciousness, uh, you know, because, you know, just because now, that's just my sense I have. Dear Sister Joanne says, I have felt that I was receiving transmissions during the latter half of this session and a motion to accompany it. Thanks again. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Dear Sheen says, the family reunion sounds wonderful. How do we find out more? Okay. So how do we find out? Uh, you know, I will post it. Usually when she releases the information, I post it to our groups. So Sheen, what I'll do is I will post it in the comments of this video on YouTube. And then I'm also going to post it on Telegram and in the Rise group and Facebook. Um, probably do that on Instagram too. So we'll go ahead and post that information so you guys can find it. I know that there's still some places left, there's some spots left. It's camping right now. It's camping that's available because um, it's camp out. This is about connecting to nature. I mean, if you have a trailer or a rig, I suppose you can. Um, there might be space for that, but I don't know as far as hookups and all that logistic stuff. Anyways, that's that. All right. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for being here and just um, having these conversations with me. I really appreciate it. Um, again, you guys, you have all these different social media ways to to have conversations. So I encourage you to you know strike out and and do that. And if there's something that you post that you wanted me to comment on and, and I'm not commenting on it or doing anything with it, just tag me. Um, I, I really limit my bandwidth to how much online time I have. So um, I really have to prioritize. <laughs> but if it's really, you know, if it's something you really want, want me to look at, tag me on it and I'll and I'll be sure to chime in or, or you know, acknowledge it and that kind of thing. Okay. Alrighty, guys. Love you all. Thank you so much again. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.